Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Witt, and I'll be hosting a new podcast called Margins, where we'll have conversations with change agents from around the Quad Cities as well as around the nation. And we'll take a little bit of time uh, to discuss various things that maybe aren't discussed in other areas when it comes to things that are happening with groups that may be marginalized politically, socially, other things of that nature. this podcast, I think that we need to take the time to have these conversations so people can hear new perspectives. So people who are doing the hard work, who are leading, who are trying to push for change within the community as well as making a better world overall can have a voice. And they can have a casual environment where they can talk about a number of different issues and people can get to know them as people and get to know the causes that they care the most about. In the first episode of Margins, I actually had a chance to talk to Berlinda Tyler Jameson, who is the president of the Rock Island County NAACP, as well as Reverend Dwight Ford, who is the pastor of Grace City Church in Rock Island, as well as active in many things around the community. Actually, both of them are very active. And we had a very robust conversation talking about lots of different issues that really weren't Quad City specific, uh, really much more just fundamental issues when we talk about equity and social justice and uh, inclusion of various people in the movement of our society. You will be able to hear the first episode of Margins on Monday, April 24th at WBIK.org, as well as on iTunes and Google Play. But in the meantime, here's a sneak preview. It's my pleasure to have you all here. And the three of us have had opportunities to work together either as a trio or with other groups of people or uh, on a one-on-one basis uh, in things involving the NAACP, the Quad City Empowerment Network, sometimes in my role as a political science professor at Augustana College. So I think that when we start to talk about things uh, between the three of us, we really start thinking on our community in terms of a focus, but also thinking about things that really can be used across the nation uh, because we end up really thinking about our people in solidarity without having these political boundaries of states and cities and all of those things. And, And one of the things that really has been pressing on my mind is this whole idea of personal responsibility politics. We, we hear a lot of it uh, being thrown around sometimes within communities of color, sometimes from the outside towards communities of color, but a lot of times the personal responsibility rhetoric that gets the most light of day ends up being rhetoric without the addition of talking about structures. And I think when you end up talking about personal responsibility, without structure, you really do a disservice to people who may be in need of help, assistance, anything of that nature. And I'm just wondering, what do you all think about that when we have these conversations of personal responsibility without really looking at structural issues or systemic issues alongside with that? You know, I think it's very easy um, to throw out the, the requirement that would be personally responsible. I mean, that's a very easy thing. It's Chris. Um, you're a young African-American man. You have some personal responsibility um, for what's happening to you. You're absolutely right. If they don't understand it systemically, 
um, if there's no solutions or right. any kinds of, of actions that change the system, um, then all you're doing is talking. And all, in essence, you end up doing is blaming the victim, if you will. And it's mm -hmm. easy, easy, easy to do that. So, you know, certainly when people say that to me, I hear a lot about mutual responsibility and personal responsibility. You know, mm -hmm. what does that mean? You know, you've got to really talk to me more about that and put that in some context. Absolutely. I think what our country has been used to doing is myth-making, and the, the, the entirety of the myth has been that uh, we are where we are today because we are the rugged individual that had pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps and not looking at major policies and privileges that were aligned that allow people to enjoy the prominence and power and the opportunity that many of them do today. I think the highest level of insult to injury that could even be managed to come out of an individual's mouth is what's happening even now in Chicago, a city that all of us frequent, all of us have loved ones and friends there, and there is enormously great work being done on the street. People are pushing back against the violence and the mayhem and some of the challenges, but what's not getting talked about is the mass school closures. What's not being talked about is the ghettoization of an entire uh, south and west side of Chicago Absolutely. that happened when redlining was at its highest. You know, so what's not being talked about are the structures that facilitate some of the chaos, mm -hmm. the anger, the despondency, the nihilism, the hatred, the frustration that people see um, so vividly in cameras and here on audio tapes. You know, and, and that that's a wonderful example. Um, and certainly... Um, those same dynamics that you just described mm -hmm. certainly can be applied to Baltimore. Oh, without question. Uh, Ferguson. Yes. To parts of New York City. Mm -hmm. um, it certainly can be applicable all over. And if there, and I, I have to believe that there is a model um, with a, some sort of a structure that can be applied across those mm -hmm. cities or those communities um, or any community. To, to really affect change in quality of life. You know? yes. so I really do have to believe that. A lot of times when we hear people kind of throw out that personal responsibility yeah. card, they end up not really thinking about the past that led to the moment that we may be in at that moment. Mm -hmm. And they also don't think about, from a structural standpoint, what it would actually take to make real change. Mm -hmm. So they'll tell someone, you know, on the south side of Chicago, right here in Rock Island, anywhere, any of these oh, cities sure. that we've mentioned, well, if only they'd pull up their pants. So if only they would uh, ascribe to a different form of speaking or things of that nature, then everything would be okay. But that's when you have to ask the question, really? Is that you're going to pull up your pants and all of a sudden jobs are going to pour back into the community. We're going to overcome structural racism. We're, we're going to overcome classism. Right. We're going to overcome that person's 12 years of education that was subpar. I mean, it's really an unrealistic view of things. And you're looking at that past, and then you're also missing out on, on what opportunities yeah. they're missing out on. Yeah, and the question to them should be, um, if you're talking about pull yourself up by your bootstraps um, and, and doing these things in isolation, um, you know, then the question to that person is, so what's your responsibility in this? You know, yes. it's mm -hmm. not just what yours is, Dwight, mm -hmm. uh, but it, what's your responsibility? Right. What's our collective responsibility? Um, and you've got to dig deep here, too, and look at some things as well. 
You know, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the next person to say that to me. So I can say, what's your responsibility? So, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Rabbi Prince said it best. Uh, few are guilty and we're guilty. All are responsible. Mm -hmm. And what we try to do so often is try to figure out how to divorce ourselves from the challenges within our communities and wipe our hands clean of it and just say, well, that's their issue as if we don't believe problems and challenges have bus passes. Mm -hmm. oh, I like that. So th they travel in what we don't deal with today and what we don't confront today. We'll see again like on, on another, in another zip code, we'll see again in another, in another state. And that's why you're, uh, you're um, bringing to light of saying the same things that we see in Baltimore and Chicago, uh, places in Atlanta, uh, that if problems are transportable, then surely solutions can yeah, be too. And we just have to mine those diamonds and um, put a, a stamp on them and make sure they arrive at the right address. Make sure you check back on Monday, April 24th for the entire conversation between Dr. Christopher Witt, Berlinda Tyler Jameson, and Reverend Dwight Ford.